Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, Kevin McGuire is in from Locked On Nittany Lions to help us break down the numbers of who can win the Big Ten West. Three teams are in it. Three games could help decide things. We'll talk about it with Kevin here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every day of the week. Alongside our Tuesday co-host and the host of Locked On Nittany Alliance, Kevin McGuire, I'm Nate Dickinson, and we got a packed show lined up for you today. The east side of the Big Ten simple. Michigan, Ohio State for a trip to Indy this weekend, but the west is a bunch more complicated. We're going to get into the numbers behind what they say is going to happen out there on the gridiron, what the percentages are for each of the three teams that are still in it to make it out of the Big Ten West. But we start here, Kevin, with some news inside a team that is not in this hunt. You're in Penn State Nittany Lions. It looks like James Franklin's sticking around. I can't say I'm surprised. Uh, I don't know if it was the combination of maybe him leaving and maybe him not being welcomed back that would be uh, I don't know exactly was what was all the concern behind him not uh, being with Penn State next season but I've always thought that there wasn't really enough momentum in any certain direction to pull him out of that job this season but where are you at with whatever's going to happen here with uh, James Franklin as it looks like he's going to be sticking around for at least a little bit longer. Yeah, uh, so just the other day after their win against Rutgers in this post-game press conference, he was kind of alluding to the fact that he'll have more to say about his future uh, on Tuesday, which is when we're recording this and when this podcast is going to go live. So we haven't seen anything official, but he has uh, had a chance to meet with the media as I make a mess all over my desk here. Um, he, he basically has addressed the fact that he's assembling his staff. He's going to make sure his staff is ready to go for 2022. And by the time you're listening to this, there may be an official statement saying that James Franklin is signing some kind of contract extension. We don't know exactly what those terms are, but it certainly feels as though all the momentum was there for a little bit of time now where James Franklin was going to remain the head coach of Penn State. And I always said that I had a feeling that he was going to be Penn State's head coach in 2022. But when the USC job is open, when you hear James Franklin's name attached to so many rumors regarding a potential vacancy at LSU, which opened up, uh, the fact that the Florida job just opened up, that felt like it could have been another uh potential candidate uh, to maybe attempt to interview James Franklin. There were opportunities out there where I think he would be a great fit uh, and would have a lot of success, but I just felt as though there aren't too many schools that you leave Penn state for. And that's not to say that any of them are not schools you would leave Penn state for, but he's in a pretty good situation. I know this has been a tough season. There's no question about that. And last year was tough too. So uh, I think uh, the last couple of seasons have been a little bit troubling and the, the critics have grown a little bit louder as a result, but I think all things considered, things are in a pretty good shape for Penn state under James Franklin. And the school was never going to part ways with him. If James Franklin wasn't going to be the head coach, it was going to be his decision. And it looks as though his decision has been made that he's going to stick around at Penn state for at least 2022 and then you know maybe we'll revisit the conversation again in 2023 i don't know 
So where where is uh, everybody at with James Franklin? I, I was actually on a different station talking about Penn State stuff yesterday, and they asked about just like, what's the deal with what's going on with him compared to what we heard just about a month ago to what's now happening with this. And obviously what's just happening here in the last couple of hours is we're recording a little bit later than usual here on early Tuesday afternoon. It's been a bit of a roller coaster of a ride. James Franklin's future with Penn State, the stability with this team, but he's still here for now. Where is the kind of relationship that he has with this school, this fan base? Well, his relationship with the school, I think, is in pretty solid hands. And I don't think he would be signing another contract uh, extension or revision if that weren't the case. Uh, obviously, money speaks volumes, of course. But I just feel as though he has a good relationship with the people in charge at Penn State. Now, the fan base is a little prickly at times. So there's a mix out there on how you evaluate James Franklin. Uh, I happen to be a little bit more on the, uh, I don't, don't want to say James Franklin bandwagon or you know James Franklin apologist, although I do fault that way at times, I will admit. But I feel as though there are fans who understand that there's a lot more involved into running a college football program than merely wins and losses. But there's a large segment of fans that are probably a little bit more vocal that are focused on the wins and losses. And as I said, you know, this has been a tough season. They've lost a lot of big games. They've lost a game or two that they probably shouldn't have. Uh, and of course, last year in 2020 was our circumstances, sure, but it was still a tough season and it was a tough pill for a lot of fans to swallow, I think, as far as where this expectations have become for Penn State, you know, going to relatively big bowl games. And obviously there are fans that still want to see Penn State go over the Ohio State hump, get back into the Big Ten championship game, and maybe even get a spot in the college football playoff. And I think that those are realistic expectations or goals, I would say. But to assume that all of a sudden Penn State is going to transform into a giant monster of a college football program, I think is a little bit overboard. And, you know, just because they're not at that level of Alabama and Georgia and, of course, Ohio State, uh, I think some fans are always going to be a little bit critical because they do want to see Penn State on that level. And they haven't gotten there yet under James Franklin. And I guess we'll just have to actually see that become the possibility for James Franklin. But I, as I said, I think all things considered, even when you take in the last two seasons being a little bit mediocre side, uh, I still think things are in a pretty good shape moving forward. Really good recruiting class coming in. So that's always going to win some people over. But then they say, well, he can recruit, but can he win the big games? And it's just a, it's a familiar pattern I think we've been ex experiencing for a number of years now. We'll see what happens with Penn State, how people feel about him, of course, this time next year, as it looks like he'll be here for at least that year. And of course, how he feels about Penn State, too, because there were all those questions about whether or not he'd want to be there with the Nittany Lions, with all the attractive jobs out around college football. That's a conversation it looks like at least for another day. It seems things are going to stay as they are in Penn State for now. When we come back with Kevin, we're going to break down the now in the Big Ten West, at least. The East, again, is easy. Michigan and Ohio State are going to play for that side of the conference on Saturday. But Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa all still have their name in the hat for the Big Ten West. What needs to happen for each to win? What do the numbers say will happen? We're going to break down all of it here on the show with Kevin in just a minute. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? 
Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. This is the top place to go for your cloud financial systems to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering one-of-a-kind financing to those all ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on number one financial systems for growing businesses. Again, that's netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Well, when it comes to daily fantasy sports, there are all sorts of options out there nowadays. But Prize Picks is doing things a little bit differently and offering you more than some of those other sites might. If you're a college football fan especially, and if you're listening into Locked On Big Ten, I assume you might be, this site is the one for you to try and find out for your fantasy because they've got more college players available to play with than any other site out there. More college games and options for you to choose from, from Power 5 players to even the small mid-major schools. You can get those players into your action every weekend in your daily fantasy by heading over to prizepicks.com. And also, if you use our promo code Locked On, you'll get a 100% deposit match on your first deposit up to $100. That's Locked On on at prizepicks.com. Again, prize picks, your place to go for daily fantasy sports, especially with those college athletes that you know you know more about and could really make some money on. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. It's me, Nate Dickinson, alongside our Locked On Nittany Lions host, Kevin McGuire, here on a Tuesday. Thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Well, we're talking about the Big Ten West here, as on Saturday, three different games are going to impact whether which one of three teams is going to come out on top of this side of the Big Ten. There are three teams still in this race, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa. I'll try to get through it all quickly. Wisconsin, real quickly, if it wins, it's in. If it loses, it can still also get in if Nebraska beats Iowa and if IU beats Purdue. Purdue cannot win the Big Ten West. It can still affect whether or not Wisconsin can win the Big Ten West. Iowa has one situation in which it can win. It wins and Iowa beats Nebraska, or I'm sorry, Iowa beats Nebraska and Minnesota beats Wisconsin. And then Minnesota has the most complicated path. It needs a win over Wisconsin, Nebraska to beat Iowa, and Purdue to beat IU. So I know that's a lot to try and wrap your head around at once here, Kevin, but we've got three games, three teams that are in it, one game in which neither of the teams that are in it are playing, but it could end up mattering at the end of things. It's a whole lot of complicated stuff, but uh, I guess when it comes down to it, both teams or each team, and we'll get into it, helps their chances a lot, if not entirely clinching the conference in Wisconsin's case by getting a win. Right now, what would you say is what you think is going to end up happening this weekend with just kind of, I don't know, trying to decipher what all of that situation is. I don't know, maybe you've already looked at it a little bit and know a little more. The listeners are probably pretty confused. It is pretty confusing, but Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be pretty simple because I don't think that Wisconsin's going to lose. Mm -hmm. So I think Wisconsin makes this an incredibly easy situation. They win, like you said, they take care of that Big Ten West division. 
but I love chaos. So I want to dig into those chaotic numbers. So I think a percentage wise, I would guess that Wisconsin probably has maybe a 92% chance of winning because I still think even if they happen to lose, I think things will could potentially work out in their favor. So I still think that Wisconsin has the, by far the, the, the best percentage chance of winning this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'll break down the numbers, at least the calculations I, I did just myself. What I did was I looked at just real simple on the ESPN.com site. They have their football power index percentages, which I don't really know what goes into those numbers with the FPI, but Nobody it does. gives you a percentage for who's going to win each game. Uh, with Wisconsin and every other game that matters, I just kind of did some simple multiplying, if you know how the math would work. And whereas able to figure out percentages and on each scenario, how it kind of adjusts. So going into the weekend, we have right now, it says that Wisconsin's chances of beating Minnesota are 62%. Now, again, with that window to be able to win without it, it's actually really slim because you, you need Nebraska to beat Iowa, but more importantly, Wisconsin would need IU to beat uh, Purdue too, which is, is a situation that is very unlikely. It only adds 3% to their odds. So while Wisconsin is a heavy favorite, Right now, it's only at uh, 65.3% Badgers as th- things stand. Wisconsin, um, Minnesota and Iowa actually pretty evenly split the rest of the remaining percentage because ESPN actually says right now, at least to, again, the FPI numbers, that Nebraska is the favorite to beat Iowa in that game. It has them at 57.7% to knock off the Hawkeyes. And then again, if Minnesota wins, Nebraska wins, and then likely Purdue wins it's in two so right now it actually has Minnesota at the second best odds to win this thing at 18.6 percent Iowa comes in if it wins and Minnesota wins it able to jump Wisconsin at 16 percent to round things off so again 65 percent for Wisconsin 19 percent we'll call it rounding up for or for uh, Minnesota and then 16 percent for Iowa as things stand it's Again, a clear Wisconsin path to victory, obviously, in just being able to beat Minnesota as it has been able to year after year. But it, just in the numbers and the way that ESPN sees things, it, it's a little bit closer, at least, than, than I would have thought, or at least a little less locked up for the Badgers than I would have thought. I think it's fascinating that there's so much weight being given to Nebraska beating Iowa because that just hasn't been happening. You know, Iowa mm-hmm. has dominated that series. And I'm sorry, when was the last close game that Nebraska won this season? Because I don't think there are any, right? So I, I, I find it very difficult to believe that Nebraska is going to beat Iowa. I think that it's just one of those games where they keep it close. They have a chance, but they just ultimately Nebraska themselves and Iowa comes out on top there. Uh, but I don't think there's any chance that Indiana is beating Purdue. Indiana has been right. awful this year. Uh, way below the expectations that I had for them this season. And I didn't expect that they were going to have the same year they had last year, but I thought it was going to be a good team and that has not panned out. So, and the way that Purdue has been playing, I think that Purdue is actually a pretty dangerous team. I would not want to be facing them any Saturday. So, you know, maybe it's the whole rivalry aspect, I guess, but you know, Purdue's just a flat out better team than Indiana. So I don't see mm-hmm. any way that Purdue loses to Indiana and I don't see how Nebraska is going to come out on top of Iowa. It's Thanksgiving, and everyone knows what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and making some money. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before to bet on. 
Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. And it's not just football, Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing. UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games, too. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, we're stuffed with deals for Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, in that IU Purdue game, in the individual just numbers, it gives IU a 15% chance of knocking off the Boilermakers in that matchup. And I had, I did have to look back to make sure I hadn't mix it up it wasn't 57.7 percent in favor of iowa's side that that would have been something where i've been like oh okay nebraska has been able to play with teams so yeah i'd give them those kind of odds of being able to knock off this one but i mean when you think about it no they haven't won the close games but again they've been close with everyone and when iowa hasn't played well it has looked pretty bad so i i again i'm not seeing it either but i i just reading what's on the screen it's, uh, I'm not uh, blaming you. I mean, you're mm-hmm. only going off the facts that are out there. It yeah. just it puzzles me why those numbers would be like that. Real quick, if you're just looking out for your individual team, Wisconsin, Minnesota, or Iowa fans, uh, obviously Wisconsin's the easiest. It's at 65% right now. If they win, it's up to 100. If they lose, drops all the way down to 3.2%. And again, a lot of that based on the fact that IU needs to beat Purdue if Wisconsin doesn't beat Minnesota. Minnesota right now sitting at 18.6%. As I said, if it beats Wisconsin, that jumps up to 49.2%. And that's just the odds of both Nebraska beating Iowa as well as Purdue beating IU. And then Iowa's chance is pretty slim either way. Needs, obviously, Minnesota to knock off Wisconsin, which has kind of slim odds. If it wins right now, things are at 16%. If Iowa wins, it just needs, again, Minnesota to get that 37% chance of winning against Wisconsin to win the Big Ten West. So if you're a fan of one of the three teams, now you know at least what has to happen and what the percentages say will happen. If you're a Gopher fan, beat Minnesota, beat Wisconsin, and you got about a 50-50 shot of it happening. It's, it seems like right now that's about as good as you could ask for, given what Minnesota has had in previous years. But again, it's been a few different times now where I feel like in the last – I, is it even since PJ Flex been there? Is this like the third time they've played this game for the Big Ten West? Maybe uh, it seems they've like been in a little it, bit uh, a few yeah. years. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I'm it. thinking of the one really good year. I think they were still in it despite they had already lost to Iowa when they knocked off Penn State that year, uh, obviously. And I mm-hmm. want to say there might have been one early where things were just a little bit of a slugfest. I don't know. I I feel like that was before PJ Flex. Anyway, we'll, we'll figure out more. But again. It's just really interesting to kind of dive into the numbers. I wanted to do all the math real quick, but basically they're saying that, again, the big surprise is that they're giving Nebraska the odds over Iowa. I think that really shifts the way that all these numbers work. And it's really, we talked about it. That's the big difference between what these numbers say and what we're thinking. Big time. Uh, Do you have those Mm -hmm. numbers in front of you right now? Because I was just curious, what are they saying for that Ohio State-Michigan game? Ooh, Ohio State, Michigan, actually, real quick. Just out of curiosity. Yeah, that one I would have to pull up real quick. I had the ones for the ones that mattered, but I can get that one, actually. I think I have them pulled up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get them first real quick. But, yeah, that was another one. That's a good point because with that spread coming out at only a touchdown, I was very surprised by that. 
uh, spreads all the way has already gotten up a point to Ohio State minus eight, by the way. Uh, the football power index says 61.8% on Buckeyes, which I would put it pretty low to. Real quick, I'm going to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode because as we're recording this, there is breaking news. So if I may oh, just okay. announce yes, that go. real quick. <laughs> James Franklin has agreed to a 10-year contract. Oh, wow. Well, we should Ten just re-record the show. years. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Well, we're going to have to have you come back on then to talk about that at some point, Kevin. But I mean, I that's a work. pretty firework way to end the program i mean a 10-year contract we talked about this uh, again I, I said i was actually i was on espn radio honolulu they messaged me on twitter yesterday to talk big 10 stuff and they asked about the james franklin as i mentioned they also asked about the extension for mel tucker that was going to be signed and i was saying yeah. it's not just that mel Tucker's a good coach it's that mel Tucker's a good coach while the best jobs in college football are out there in a way that they've kind of i don't know if they've ever been i mean lsu usc florida all three of those jobs available at the same time that's as just as much a factor i feel like as to what's happening here as anything else i mean mel tucker and james franklin those are two extensions that i mean if you ask me i would not say in a vacuum those coaches are i mean even with what they've done deserving of i mean it's it's 10 years who is deserving of that not many people and i know i already know there are some Penn State fans say that James Franklin is not one of them, but hey, that is what they have come down to. So very interesting. Very good time to be an agent of a college football coach. I'll put it that way. Man. Well, uh, it's Mel Tucker, James Franklin. They're setting a new bar, it looks like, for what it means to be locked down with the school. They're going to be, I mean, I don't I don't know what these contracts are going to look like. I, I, or how I guess they you work could say they're the locked outs. in there, Nate. Yeah, locked. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just, I, I don't know what happens or what outs there might be for these guys or buyout opportunities. But I mean, if this is anything like what it looks like, the numbers say it is, this is, a, again, a change in how contracts like this work, or at least a start to it, but we'll see. We'll, of course, have more to talk to you about with that as, I mean, maybe even the week goes on, we might get you back on here, see if you can come on for another segment to try and break down more as we learn more specifics, Kevin. But until then, always people can hear what you're up to over at Locked On Nittany Lions. I know you'll be talking about this. So until you get back on next time with us, if people want to know more about your thoughts and everyone's thoughts about what just happened as we were finishing up, remind people where they can get it. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Make sure you're checking it out. Locked on Nittany Lions on your favorite podcasting app. And of course, you can follow it on Twitter at Locked on Nittany. I'm sure I'm going to fire off a couple of tweets as soon as I get off the, the Zoom call here with you, Nate. Uh, should be an interesting time, maybe at Penn State or uh, moving forward. Yeah, go ahead, get at it, get to work. Kevin McGuire with us every Tuesday on Locked on Nittany Lions, Monday through Friday. Thanks again, Kevin, for joining us here on the program. Thanks for having me.